All right, we are live on YouTube and I have James Townsend on and I am super excited to talk to you. Um, and you have quite the resume and I'm not gonna obviously make you feel super uncomfortable going over, yeah. but a couple of things that like former NFL wide receiver, track athlete, current owner of the Brave One Gym and training program, also bringing multiple CrossFit Games athletes to the games. And, and I'm just super excited for you to talk a little bit about things. So. First off, James, I want you to introduce yourself and kind of like what got you into the world of CrossFit. Um, hello, everybody. My name is James Townsend. Um, I'm the owner of the Brave One Gym, uh, TBO Training. Um, as she had mentioned, I have a background in football and track. Um, it's kind of funny. My my uh, athletic career started off at three years old. Um, I'm the youngest of four, so I'm the baby boy, so I get I get to follow around all my siblings and do what they wanted to do. So my siblings are five and six years older than me. So funny story is when I was three, uh, my two older brothers would bet their friends that their three year old brother could beat them in a in a foot race, and and I would beat them in a race, you know. So so where I'm from, I'm, I'm originally from the South Bronx, in, in the projects, and where I'm from, you know. Uh, racing out in the street was like that was like our track meet that was like our olympics so and and, and that's how you knew and, and that that you were somebody special or somebody that was gifted naturally and anything and that's where you knew like like you you, you had something right and so that that kind of like was the 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 wind to, to go ahead and push me in a different direction than others have went that that come from that neighborhood yeah. and um so so you know uh, a lot of my credit and, and a lot of my gratitude go to my two older brothers because they're the ones who pushed me towards um going the athlete route you know being a football player and then running track in high school becoming an all-american in track and and football then ultimately going to the university of iowa playing as a true freshman um a brief stint with the Chicago Bears. And then after being with the Chicago Bears, um, got into boxing. Um, I always had a boxing background. You know, growing up, my my uncle was a, um, a black belt in, uh, in karate and kickboxing and jujitsu and all that stuff. So, like I said, I would be the young one getting into all the athletic stuff. And so after a um, brief stint with the Chicago Bears, I got into training UFC fighters for boxing. But then I wanted to keep my training up. And so living out in L.A., you know, I saw the CrossFit Games on the news in 2010. And I was like, oh, OK, they're doing Olympic weightlifting. Then 2013, then it was like this big crowd. And I was like, oh, man, that looks fun. And, and it was 13.5, which was um, the two rounds, uh, oh. thrusters and chest bars. Remember that? Uh-huh. That, yeah. that was about That was about yeah, and I was watching uh, Khalifa, Froning, Sam Briggs, and Camille, and I was like, "Damn, this is this is dope." And so that's when it it led me to walk away from the corporate world of of you know being a personal trainer or or you know just just working for somebody, and then me having the knowledge and experience that I have growing up and coming through um, the the football realm and everything. That's when I decided to to broaden my my. Uh, my fitness education and everything. And then, you know, it, it, it started the evolution of what you guys see on, on Instagram now of James Townsend. 
Yeah. You, I mean, it's amazing. And, and honestly, your story is just phenomenal. And, and it's just crazy how as a CrossFitter now, you know, you broaden your horizons, but I'm going to be honest. I think your background is why you're so good at bringing the value that you do to CrossFit. And I think that back in 2011, 2012, 2013, CrossFit was how people trained to get better right. at CrossFit. At right. that point, it was just do more CrossFit. And now we have changed that so much with, with what CrossFit created for all of us is that we've seen this genetic potential in people that now we, we can't just do CrossFit and, and get better. We actually have to break down CrossFit into different modalities. And, and at that point, we were doing that, right? We were constantly buried. But now it's like, all right, you know, you always crush Metcons, you know, that have toes to bar and burpees. Like we got to get you better at doing Metcons that have snatches and, and these other things in it, you know? So it's like, it's really cool seeing that evolution. So uh, obviously you went to LA and now you're back in Iowa, which is where your gym is. What brought you back to Iowa? Just that you just wanted to be back where you, you just enjoyed Iowa better. No, well, the, the cost of living is cheaper. Oh yeah, that's true. LA, yeah, <laughs> you know, that's true. yeah. You know, having kids, uh, me and my wife and, and and our two girls, we were living out out in LA, and it, and it was just us. You know, we didn't we didn't know anybody. You know, we 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 had our friends and everything, but you know, raising a family out there because we came up with the market. Me and my wife, we we came out there in 2010, mm-hmm. so we saw the rise of LA. You yeah. know, and, and I'm originally from New York, so I I know you know I'm I'm a city kid, so so I could I could get around and and all that. I don't mind the the traffic and everything. Like I know how to maneuver past the traffic and all that, right? But it's just having kids and and living in LA, it's it's just it's just too much, and especially when you don't have help, 100%. you know, from yeah. uh, from kids, and then like I said, the cost of living, you know, twenty five hundred a month for daycare downtown LA that's like that's that's insane you know so I um I think I was there around the same time as you were because I had I actually moved to California for a short period of time Mm -hmm. around 2012 ish and I was living in Encinitas California which is San Diego I actually visited Dogtown CrossFit like two or three times and Mm -hmm. worked with FDN some gymnastics stuff it was like a two hour drive but it was yeah it was not it was just too expensive for me so here I am I call Florida poor man's California. That's really what it is. It's poor man's California. And I was flocking here anyways. Um, Yeah. So kind of of getting into what I want to do today is I obviously want to give our listeners some, some value and you have a ton of value in the world of explosive strength and power. And that's really what gravitated me towards you because I'm like, I need to figure out some things of myself, but you honestly, I, I think that one of the biggest things that I, as I mentioned, is that with CrossFit, like, we can be really good at just doing CrossFit Metcons, but at some point, if you want to get better, we have to start to pick apart those weaknesses. And for you, I think that you bring this explosive strength and power to the scene. So what are some keys that you see or that you use with your athletes for helping to fine tune and develop those, those motor skills for the higher end power output stuff? Well, one, um, I, I break down the movements for them. I, I, I believe in, um, taking an athletic movement and allowing them to to understand why we are in this athletic movement and why we are doing it and then why you are doing this uh olympic weightlifting movement which is a power movement right and why you want to have your feet 
in a narrow position, right? So it's all about being bigger, faster, stronger, right? When, when you win football, you want to be the the bigger, faster, stronger wide receiver, running back, linebacker, defensive back, you know, now quarterbacks, right? And linemen, right? And so my coach at the University of Iowa was big on that model, bigger, faster, stronger, being able to get his athletes to apply maximum force into the ground to be able to get the maximum strength out of your pull so that when I'm lining up into a two-point stance and my wide receiver stance or a three-point stance to to run a 10, 20, or 40-yard um, time to get, to, to get a fast time, mm. it needs to be fast. Yep. Right. Right off the block. Right. So so that's what you're training for. So when you're training these movements, right, um, being in that narrow position, which is hip width or or just inside a hip width, which is the power position. Right. Deadlift, which is the co- conventional stance. Right. You want to. Um, it'll allow you to apply that force into the ground to get the maximum strength out of your pull which will give you a higher number for your power clean or your power snatch and, and, and even a higher jump for, for a vertical jump or, or a box jump or, or a broad jump, right? You're not going to stand your feet and shoulder width or squat distance to get maximum force or maximum distance in a jump or maximum height in a vertical jump, right? It's, that's, that's just not going to work. Yeah. Right. So so if I tell you, all right, I need you to put your feet, line your feet up, hit with or just inside a hit with. OK, be nice and tight, dig in there. And I want you to try to touch the ceiling. Right. Then now I want you to go into that same stance and apply that into your setup for your power clean. Nice and tight, knuckles down, lats tight. OK. And I want you to keep the barbell nice and tight to your body. Then I will allow that athlete to do that. Those two movements, a standard vertical jump and a power clean and in a squat, squat with position in their setup and allow them to see the difference in the maximum results. Got it. So what I'm basically hearing to start is that essentially having the right starting position is important. And I'm going to be honest, I guarantee you that most people are not focusing on that because what are they typically focusing on is as a coach, myself in CrossFit, we're looking at safety. So we're looking at a person's mobility and Mm -hmm. we're adjusting for like, okay, where is their back angle staying flat? Where is this happening? Which is the right thing in some cases. But the second piece of what I was going to say is sometimes taking away that external load of, okay, can't get into a good position with the barbell let's take that away let's work on your vertical jump because now we're going to get you better at jumping and being more explosive and i'm going to right. be honest most people aren't doing that they're not taking no. time so no because because in, in the world in the realm of crossfit everybody is watching what the elites are doing right and saying oh okay you know um to do that you see the way he set up I, I need to do that and not realizing that that works for Justin. Let's try to do what works for you, but also let's understand that this is a power clean. Yeah. This if you're looking to get, if you're looking to gain power, if you're coming to me and saying, all right, you know, 
I want to get more explosive and, and, and I need more strength in, in my power cleans. My, my power is right now it's 275 and I can't get over it. All right, let me see you set up. His feet wide, you know, um, he's catching it into his fingers. He's not keeping the hook grip. He's letting it crash on him. Okay. Well, the reason why I started doing this is because, you know, I see the way Justin Madera set up. All right. But you want to get more power, right? I understand, you know, depending on people's mo uh, mobility and femurs, long femurs and everything, right? <laughs> we know about the long arms and everything, right? Certain setups, certain genetic makeups, right? But when we're coming back to the what we're working on the movements that that's what we need to focus on mm. now you need to throw out all right you know i don't have the mobility or or you know this is conventional and this and that we need to throw that out and focus on just the said movement right now power clean we're looking to get more explosive and we're looking to gain more power mm. so how do we do that narrow position why we want to be in a narrow position is because we're looking to apply maximum force yeah. you're not going to be in a squat distance position for a broad jump or a vertical jump, no. So when you're in a power position, which is Olympic weightlifting, those these two movements, um, cleans and snatches, are power power movements. Got it. Got it. So it's the same thing. If you're doing a vertical jump or a broad jump, that is a power movement. Mm -hmm. Right? You're applying as much force into the ground to jump as high and to jump out as far. And then when you have that athlete do that over three or four times, then by the next day, hey, I just, hey, I, it, it's flying up now. And now I'm catching it better. And now my numbers is like, I, I wish I would have known about this longer. The reason why is because nobody is teaching that. Everybody is teaching the conventional setup way, but not really focusing on the said movement. Got it. Got it. So that's awesome. And I, and I think that's a, a really important tip. Um, the next thing that I kind of want to cover with this too, which is really important is that like a lot of us obviously are driven in CrossFit. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that another thing is the importance of understanding like the central nervous system taxing factor of power movements and um, obviously applying because, you know, people are going to listen to this and be like, oh man, I got to start doing more jumping, more this. What is your recommendation for adding in um, specific explosive strength and power um, training into a person's routine for like getting, you know, optimal results where they're getting enough recovery. And like, how often should we be training these explosive movements? Like times for the, how many times per week would you recommend it? Or is there really a limit to that? Can we overtax our central nervous system? Cause you know, people are doing it and it, we, we can go into where they do it wrong. Right. They're freaking doing mm -hmm. it. After they just did a 20 minute Metcon and now they're trying to, you know, express maximum power on a power movement. It's probably not going to be the best. Uh, and for some people it might be, but just what is your re what recommendation on training frequency and volume for like training explosive power and strength for most people? Um, I would say, say three to four times a week, but, but it needs to be, um, it needs to be programmed well pertaining to you, the athlete. Right. Right. So your body can get used to it. Um, when you're doing power cleans, you could pair up, uh, a plyometric movement right along with it. Power cleans, dumbbell squat jumps, squat jumps, right? That's your power movement for the day. You can add it into your warm-up. You could go continuous broad jumps into, into a, um, a wall ball toss broad jump, mm -hmm. right? 
that's that's firing up the fast switch muscles in your body, right? Yeah. Wednesdays you could go on to running sprints, right? Not too many people. Everybody want to think, all right, I need to run for thirty minutes. I need to run uh, eight by four hundred meters, six by you know two hundred meters, four by eight hundred. Everybody's thinking that, but if you want to gauge the the speed and the power and the explosiveness, you need to do 10 by 55 meter runs. Yep. You know, 10 by 40 yard meter runs, 10 by 60 yards, right? Yep. To keep the, to keep that fired up. But then also you are doing power clean. So so whatever it is that's in your programming, know that you are doing power movements because your your Olympic weightlifting is power movements. So this is awesome because what I just asked you led me into like a great thing for people is that when most people think about being explosive and developing power, they're thinking of two things, clean and jerks and snatches. Mm -hmm. They're not doing these primers, these warmups, these sprints, these things. And these are the things that the top level athletes are <laughs> doing and getting yeah. better. They're thinking yeah. more thrusters, more burpees, more cleans, more barbell cycling. And all that stuff is great for getting you frequency and, and obviously getting you more comfortable, but it's not going to build that top end street strength uh, strength as doing those sprints and things like that. And it's where, you know, when we talk about overtraining and stuff like that, you know, people can get very easily overtrained mentally by constantly going in and trying to one rep max their power clean every single week, rather than being like, let's take the barbell away and work on some dumbbell squat jumps. Not as sexy also much more effective and less stressful on the central nervous system, which is why I mentioned that because I think that too many people end up injured and it's why they don't want to do these things. Cause they're like, well, I get injured. Well, you shouldn't be doing heavy power cleans every single time, you know, right. working right. on movements is really, really important. Um, right. So I love that. Um, now when it comes to like with the difference between training for, you know, I'm a CrossFitter and I am the girl and I'm cause a lot of us are out there on the minute, everything I am on the minute, everything. All right. So when it comes I, love, I love programming those, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I love on the minute, but I know that also for developing strength and power, what is your recommendation on that? I mean, is that effective? Is that actually blunting our ability to develop those fast twitch muscle fibers when we're doing things on the minute, or should we be doing, you know, those two to three minute rests. Cause I, I'm that girl. I am more of an endurance athlete. And a lot of us out there that have been doing CrossFit for a while are where it's like, you feel recovered after 30 seconds. So what is your recommendation when you're trying to develop those top end muscle fibers? Should we be doing those two to three minutes of rest, even though physically we don't feel tired? Uh, I was like, you know, everything goes into me. I'm, I'm a big believer in everything goes into how you feel. Mm -hmm. Um, but then, but but then also, when you're training top end speed, and and your body is not used to it, you have to do those two to three minute rests in between. Yeah. Right. Until you get your body, until you into, let's say, uh, the fifth week of your cycle, then you know, all right, I'm running for forty seconds. Boom, I could rest for 20 seconds. I could run for 40 seconds. Boom, I could rest for 20 seconds. But what is the tempo of those sprints? Right? Yeah. People, right. A lot of people think you need to run 100% on your sprints all the time. No, 75%, 80% stride sprints 
is 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 very well good for you to be able to you know let's say me i'm a uh my fastest 100 time is is 1029 um <laughs> ever right so i'm not going to be running 100% all the time throughout the week when i'm getting ready for a, a, a track meet it's right. going to be 70 70 to 80 maybe 85% Right. Keeping my body prime because in the back of, in the back of your mind, you got to be able to train to keep yourself healthy. Yeah. Right. For you for you to be able to go 100 percent at the end. Yeah. Right. And that's and that's the same way with with training, weightlifting or CrossFit. You could stay at 80 percent. You don't need to be going 90, 95 percent on your lifts all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love right? that. And then, because because then once you're ready. You are ready. Your body is ready. Yeah, I love that. Um, that's that's perfect. That was great. Great answer for that. Um, another question I had written down that a lot of athletes or a lot of people ask me is like, when it comes to power and speed versus raw strength, you know, like those are two very different things. Um, and size, you know, I mean, what what is your recommendation there? Like, is it about getting bigger to get more powerful? Like, do you need to develop that raw strength? Or is yeah. it separate? It's, it's, you know, it's the, it's the genetic makeup, right? You have a lot of bigger guys than me, but they can't move the barbell like me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like people see my legs, they're like a cheetah. You know, I got cheetah legs. Yeah. Right. By the way, how much do you weigh? uh, 200. Yeah. How tall are you? Six feet. Yeah. You're, you're not a very, like, you're not a big, like you're not built like a strong, strong, like. You are right. very, very strong, and right. your size does not look like you're some. It's just like massive, right? You like look right. like like if I didn't right. know how tall you were, that's why I asked. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so so strength and size is not no strength. And, no, it's 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 you know, there's a lot. Like I said, there's a lot of big guys out there, but you know, they can't they can't move. They won't be able to do a three fifteen power clean. Mm-hmm. You know, they won't be able to do, uh, you know, a 265 power snatch. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 not so much on on the body size. Genetic makeups are are is is the main answer to that. Yeah. Right. So, you know, with 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 my body size and everything, I have a track body. You know, uh, I'm like five, maybe four percent body fat, right? But I'm fast twitch dominant, right? Track athletes are one of the track athletes and football players. We are one of the most powerful, strongest athletes out there. Yep. You know, and and it just and you know size size doesn't get you the power. That genetic makeup of what are you type one or type two? Because you can't hide that. Yeah. Right. If you are a big guy, if you're massive, if you're like, you know, 250, but your biceps are like 30 inches and everything and, and your traps are here and everything. But you could be a type one, you know, uh, uh, you, you could be a slow twitch athlete. Yep. You know, there are some bigger guys like, you know, that size that are type two. But, you know being bigger won't necessarily mean you'll be able to move the barbell well as, you know, as well as also, right? Yeah. Technique and, and form comes into play too. 
you know, that's huge. Right. I think, yeah. I think like bodybuilding is a great example of that. Like a lot of bodybuilders oh, yeah. are super big, but they're like not going to lift as much. So, but I do like that. Cause I think that a lot of people in our sport also are like, I just got to get bigger to get my snatch up. Well, you, you might want to get bigger to get a, you know, be able to handle mass. You know, obviously is going to support you better, but it's not right. always about getting bigger. It's sometimes it's about getting stronger. Um, yep. So kind of as I'm kind of like looking at, I want to get a couple of things out, but I also want to talk more about what you're doing in this space. And um, cause that was mostly my main questions for you is, so you have uh, a gym, correct? The brave mm -hmm. one gym. You also yes. have the brave one training and you have an upcoming training camp. You do one-on-one -on -one coaching. Like what is your like mission right now? Like, cause you are, I I'm excited to learn more about you in general. Mm -hmm. And, um, but what is your mission right now? What you're doing? What are you trying to achieve? Uh, it's, it's, it's all about my legacy, you know, um, my, and, and when I say legacy, it's about how can I make the next generation better and, and generation after that, how can I leave this, how can I make my mark on society and this world when I leave this world, this place, you know, I, I, I have kids now and I have to make sure that, you know, the day the most high calls me home. I know that they are in a better spot mentally, emotionally, and physically, but then also they can't contribute to the world because their father showed them how to be humble, right? How to love others, but then also how to be brave, strong, and confident for themselves in all measurables of, of society and life. Yeah. Right. So, so my, my, my main mission is to put myself second and to put others first because the most high didn't bless me to just be all about me. He blessed me to have this knowledge, this strength to, to be this athlete that I was before and in, in football and track and everything, and still be able to do the things that I can do, you know, all thanks to him and, and the knowledge that I, that I continue to, to grow each day with, but all of that is not for me to just hone into myself. It's for me to 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 put out there into the universe, to put out there into the world, to put out there to to people like you and to the viewers and to people that I come into contact with. Most importantly, my wife and my kids, so that they can, you know, put it to their kids and their kids and their kids, and then others can, you know, it could just become a ripple effect. Yeah. You know, and and that's how we can make this world a better place. That's how I can make this world a better place. You know, is to be able to create a better, uh, be able to lead people into the future so that they can create a better one. Yeah. And I, that's why I wanted to say that because without ever hearing you tell me that, I felt that. Like, I'm going to be honest. I've listened to a lot of your podcasts that you've been interviewed with and listening to your story, knowing so much, you know, not about you, but like listening to little things, watching your kids grow up, the, the fact that your kids are in the gym so young and they're learning things. Look at that one right there. Right. They are growing up with a different outlook on life and what it looks like to be fit and healthy and have a family that like, so I just think that it is awesome. And, and I'm just so excited to see what's to come for, you know, the, the TBO training and all of it, you know, you are bringing up some phenomenal athletes. And I, and I love the fact that you are willing to come on here and talk to my listeners about this because we all just want to be fit and healthy and happy. And, right. and, and I know that they can learn a lot of value for you. So I appreciate you coming on here and doing this for me and for them. Thank you. Thank so, you. Thank you.
Um, mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to close up shop. So just kind of want to like kind of go over a couple of things that I definitely think that the listeners need to make sure they hear from you is focusing on the importance of developing the right stance for developing power. Uh, narrow stance is best. Sometimes that might mean taking away the barbell and working on being more explosive, um, mm -hmm. learning how to find the right dosage of training that allows you recovery. So somewhere about three to four day times a week and making sure that you're not just focusing on snatch and cleaning jerk and, and incorporating some of those more basic movements, sprinting, dumbbell squats, things like that. And that size does not always equal strength and power that we can become more powerful athletes in our current body by we're by expressing our full genetic potential and by working on those fast twitch muscle fibers. So anything else that you want to add? Nope. That's it. That's good. Awesome. All right, cool. Thanks so much, James. And uh, I hope I look forward to chatting with you a little bit more after this. So just stay at a few minutes. All right.